the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Stephen Tubb Show, second hour, 504. Randy Corcoran here from Saturday nights. And Stephen is continuing his recovery, sends his regards. So good to have you here. Our phone number, 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. And as part of my continuing commitment, my duty to join with the left in calling out, in demanding the silencing of, the stopping of, the removal from all social media and all sense of acknowledgement or existence in the real world. It is my job, and I strongly proclaim my intention to do it, to call out the election deniers. Well, I tell you what, it it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Yeah, 2008 on the campaign trail. But it's very, very interesting, isn't it, that the Democrats are out of power in the House of Representatives. Major, major victory for Republicans, just glossed over by everybody. Nancy Pelosi is retired. No legislation can go through to the president's desk unless Republicans agree to it. Investigations will begin. And so who do the Democrats line up? to be their young, fresh, new voice of leadership for their brand-new Democrat House minority, then this guy, Hakeem Jeffries. Russia interfered with our election, attacked our democracy for the sole purpose of artificially placing someone at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They were successful. Hakeem Jeffries, May of 2019, a month later. Seems to me that there's a cloud of illegitimacy that continues to hang over 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and that patriotic Americans have a responsibility to try to figure out what the heck happened in terms of the malignant tumor that seemed to have been embedded in that 2016 campaign. What did the president know? Regular order. When did he know it? Regular order. And how do we prevent this type of malignant activity from happening again? So after two years of Democrats, the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine, and soft-minded Republicans who are just terrified of continuing to expose what's happening in our elections— have told us that we're election deniers, we're fraudsters, we can't win elections, we shouldn't be talked to, we shouldn't be heard from, we shouldn't be associated with, and it will absolutely destroy our ability to get Republicans elected into office. And who do the Democrats choose to be their new leader? One of their most prolific election deniers all the way back to 2016. And I've played, I've got 10 minutes of video of 
Democrats denying elections. So I just get so tired of the nonsense. We were talking about the vaccines and my disappointment that Mike Kaufman looks like there was a maybe a pot of money to get or some funding for these public service announcements, but promoting the vaccines. And a text comes in, says, with the most recent definition of vaccine, yogurt now can qualify. Vaccine, quote, a preparation that is used to stimulate the body's immune response against diseases. Now, remember, as recently as May of 2021, the CDC defined a vaccination as the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce immunity to a specific disease. After they came out with uh, the CCP virus so-called vaccines, the CD website, CDC website now defines a vaccination as the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce protection from a specific disease. Nothing to see here, though, right? Nothing to be concerned about. No reason to get out of your bubble and do a little more research on your own and see the harm, versus the, the risk versus the reward, the harm that's been done to many, on and on and on. All right. I do want to finish up this Bobert editorial. Bobert's profile made her an easy target for those pointing out the dangerous environment created when we fail to treat our lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer neighbors as equals. Who is it that cut, divides people into all these categories? Who is it? It's the radical left. There's power. There's control. There's division. There's chaos in doing so. But she, Lauren Boebert, is not the only one in this state, let alone the nation, guilty of perpetuating the rhetoric that fuels fear and hate. So the only way that we can treat lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer neighbors as equals is if we reorient, restructure our entire society in order to accommodate what in some cases is a mental disorder, a psychiatrically defined mental disorder. Others is an experimentation. Others is a reaction to an unhappy life. And in some cases, I don't, I don't have any doubt that there are people who they believe they are what they feel that they are, regardless of the evidence to the contrary externally on their bodies. Not judging it, not condemning it. But according to these editorialists at the Denver Post, we've got to restructure our society. The only way to treat them equal is to make sure that everybody has equal access to everything. A biological boy who determines that he's a girl and maybe starts the protocols gets to compete in girls' sports and succeed. First place almost every single time in swimming and track, high jump. Boys' bodies, genetically male bodies are stronger, bigger, faster in most cases. So the idea of equalization is to not create opportunities for perhaps transgenders to compete against other transgenders. That would be equality. It's to take down the, the joy of the competition and the 
the support and the success and the failures and the agony of defeat, the joy of victory, all of those things that are available when people are, for instance, in high school sports, competing in their own categories. They've taken it too far, and people get it. That's why the reaction on school boards, that's why the reaction in recalling district attorneys or voting them out. And I know, yeah, not in Colorado. Well, okay. All those folks from Illinois and New York and California that have moved in here and like the way things are going and like that Jared Polis just extended his COVID-19 emergency declaration powers again heading into this cold and flu season. Like that things cost more. Like that there's homeless encampments everywhere you look. Like that crime is at an all-time high. Like that your car... My gosh, Jimmy Sengenberger was here before, and we talked earlier before he went on the air uh, by phone, and he just had his car stolen again at, uh, at a Republican event a week or two ago. And somebody else that I know well from the Colorado Union of Taxpayers had his car stolen at the same event. So, you know, they love it. They're trashing it. You can feel it. You can see it. You can see it in your checkbook, on your credit card account, on how poorly your paycheck meets your family's needs. Yet the Denver Post has the audacity to come out and say that because someone talks about going, taking your kids to church, not to a drag show, or comments on the actual fact that we went from reading Rainbow, and again, I don't know what these books are, uh, are but from reading Rainbow to Randy Rainbow in a few decades, but don't dare say the left is grooming our kids when we have proof of it. Just simply outrageous. It can't last, can it? It cannot last. The Post's Elizabeth Hernandez recently reported on the guidance from the Archdiocese of Denver advising Catholic schools to treat gay parents differently from straight parents and to not enroll transgender students. The Colorado High School Activities Association has overlooked that discrimination and allows those religious schools to continue participating in its events. So because they're religious, because they come to their world, their lives, from a biblical perspective, in order to treat everyone fairly, they have to stop practicing their beliefs. They have to stop limiting the the people or the ideas that they want to expose their children or their parishioners to. Because for the left, equality means my way and not the highway. Just die. Just get out of the way. And then there's the befuddling response of some members of the State Board of Education who balked at the notion of a more inclusive social studies curriculum, inclusive my behind. Steve Durham, for example, maintained his objections to the end, saying teaching children about LGBTQ sexual issues in school is inappropriate. We're talking about kindergartners, first graders, second graders, third graders. Have you seen some of these books? I've got a case going on right now where I've had a chance to see a couple of these books. And it is disgusting. 
three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds aren't thinking about butts. You know, they don't need to be force-fed the leftist garbage. They go on. These leaders are leading us in the wrong direction, away from a world where we honor the differences among us and strive to allow every person to grow into their best, most authentic selves, unless you're a white male, unless you are a conservative Christian or a constitutional conservative. But everyone else gets to grow into their best, most authentic selves. That best, most authentic selves means that biological boy gets to wipe out the hopes and dreams of the best, most authentic self of the young woman who, throughout her entire running career, developed her skills to the point of championship, Olympian, caliber. And someone who declares themselves a boy comes along and just knocks them out. That's the left's vision of allowing every person to grow into their best, most authentic selves. As the dead are buried and as this case works its way through the courts, we will no doubt be assaulted with the same vile remarks we've heard before about the LGBTQ community. I'm sure some of my commentary today will fit right in to these editorialists' version of the diatribe, the vile remarks. Those voices should never be elevated, and we are disheartened to see them creeping into mainstream social media channels, meaning we're disheartened that Elon Musk has reopened Twitter to all views, including mainstream American traditional views and values. But the Denver Post is, sorry, disheartened to see them creeping into mainstream social media channels. Unbelievable. And listen to this. I, I think I heard this on our station. I don't remember. Uh, so I know what they're talking about in this paragraph. We take heart, though, at the progress that has been made, including Colorado Springs Police Chief Adrian Vasquez's care in announcing each victim and the pronouns that person used as he read the names of those who died Saturday night. Now, I was just struck by what seemed to me the absurdity of that. We're not identifying the person who died. We're categorizing them with their pronouns. One of the most nonsensical things, my humble opinion, I've ever seen or heard. Now, look, I don't know if Chief Adrian Vasquez was ordered to do this, if he did it on his own, or he thought he was being just extraordinarily sympathetic given that the likelihood is the people who were, and I don't know anything about this club, but the likelihood is that Club Q was um, a place where folks who really valued their pronouns was important. So I don't know. In retrospect, maybe I'm not put off by that. I just know that when I heard it, uh, you know, you, you hear the 9-11 victims, you hear the names of other victims of, of tragic and heinous crimes, and you just think about the person. You, you think about their family or the the children that won't see them again or all of those things. We've all lost people. It just breaks your heart. But when I heard the pronouns, I just... <sighs> but we know the work to make the, this the inclusive, supportive community we deserve goes on, and we all have a role to play. As Brianna Titoni, Colorado's first out transgender legislator, made clear, 
We shouldn't have to live our lives like this, and we need the non-LGBTQ community to understand that life is not getting better for us and that we need help. Nonsense. More protections, more awareness. The nonsense that's happening in our schools. There is no justification for these killings, and the motive has not been brought forward. It's hard to believe it's not related to the fact of uh, what was going on inside that club. It was just a known target. Assuming that's true, without knowing that it's true, people get targeted for a thousand different reasons. Do we get these same breathless, tragic editorials from the Denver Post when a church is shot up? Oh, my God, you know, the left needs to quit demeaning Christian or Catholicism, Christians or Catholicism or conservatives. Oh, hello there. Do we get the same pushback for others not of the radical left's communities and agendas? Of course we don't. Of course we don't. Man, oh, man, we have our work to do. No question about it. All right. It's 521. Randy Corcoran, we need to take a pause right here. Lori Kelman's in the newsroom. We'll update your weather and we'll be right back on 710 KNUS. Ah, you can't please all the people all the time. Might as well not even try. Nice song, though. Leroy is on it tonight. It's 525, 526. Welcome back. 710 KNUS. Randy Corcoran here for Stefan Tubbs. Text messages coming in. Randy. Fantastic show. Stephen Littleton. Next text. Your bigotry is really shining through right now, my friend. Which ones? I, I Tell me. Tell me about bigotry. When all I expect is fair play on both sides. And keep your hands off of kids. Raise your own kids your own way, but if you start cutting off their body parts, that should be outlawed as well. Bigotry. Good Lord. What did I hear um, Lori Kelman teasing for the news that um, Joe Biden has extended the loan repayment moratorium now till April? Huh. Wasn't it just, I don't know, maybe just before the election? No, it was August, in fact, where Joe Biden said this. Student loan payment pause is going to end. It's going to end December 30. I'm extending to December 31st, 2022, and it's going to end. At that time, it's time for the payments to resume. It's just there's no consistency with this guy. He's just a liar. He bribed all these Gen Zers to vote, come out and vote in really record numbers for Democrats, of course, by promising to save them $10,000, forgive $10,000 on their student loans. Court after court has said eh, illegal after the election, we find out. It's just not going to happen. Do any of the Gen Zers out there feel duped? Man, you should. Man, oh man, you should. All right. <laughs> Your bike is ugly. Uh-uh. That's one thing you can't say, Mr. or Mrs. McTexter. 
You show me yours, I'll show you mine. Can't wait for the parade. Yeah, that's funny. Funny. I was kind of surprised to hear about the heterosexual people that were harmed in the shooting. You know, that's interesting. Now, I haven't read a ton of news about the, the shooting, but I have noticed that they they don't talk about, you know, the fact that there may have just been people. I Don't you imagine? I don't know, but don't you imagine that gay people have straight friends and they go to the gay people will go with them to straight bars and the straight people will go with them to gay, gay bars sometimes for dance or drink or whatever? I mean, isn't that what people who aren't all caught up like these Denver Post editorialists with all of this fear and all of this hurt and all of this outrage that there are people in this country who intend to continue to believe and live their lives as they have without interference with how other people want to do it so long as they don't interfere with me. But why aren't they defining? The people who died obviously had pronouns. Why didn't he tell us, the chief of police of Colorado, or the assistant chief of police, Colorado Springs, tell us, you know, what what were there? Were they all these labels? Were they gay? I don't even know the difference in all of them. I know there's a, a category of about 60 definitions. Were they gay? Were they bi? Were they trans? Were they, knowing, hearing their pronouns doesn't tell us everything about that, does it? I, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe that's the point. I remember in the old days you could wear your shirt a certain way or, or a handkerchief in your in your shirt pocket or whatever, and it was an indication that you know you were available or it's, uh, too complicated for me. I, I just can't live life that way. I can't live life worrying about all of the categories, worrying about all of the risk and the or the the rage and and outrage of the radical left because there are people who disagree with them. And now they're so terrified because they're losing the ability to control the narrative and silence the opposition. Mark Levin is back on Twitter, and I love it. We talked a lot last night about the Biden laptop, and we juxtaposed Jim Jordan with uh, and talking about the information that they have and the charges. He didn't mention the charges in his portion, but one of the other congressmen did. But uh, just laying out some questions that he had, and we juxtaposed that with CBS News, who now, what is it, 19 months? Is it 19 months since the Biden laptop story came? It's good. No, it's got to be more than that. Well, whatever. About two years. I mean, we're after the subsequent election. So about two years, Biden laptop story was suppressed before the 2020 election. So that's 24 plus months. And CBS now, yesterday, breaks news that the laptop exists and it's full of crimes and porn and drug admissions and all kinds of nastiness. And it's legitimate. CBS has confirmed that it's legitimate. Wow. And they act like it's a breaking story. They ought to be on their knees begging their advertisers and their viewers to forgive them for being so unhumble, so unprofessional, so egotistical to think that they could dictate, they could suppress that story and and decide that it wasn't important for voters to know 
because they were planning the outcome, because they were dictating the outcome, plain for everybody to see. Mark Levin commented tonight on Twitter, Biden's lapdog Garland purposely chose a left-wing hatchet man prosecutor who was involved in the IRS scandal against the Tea Party. Remember that? Oh, we didn't do that. Lois Lerner, the IRS, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't, you know, prevent Tea Party people during the Obama-Mitt Romney election from becoming nonprofit corporations and raising money that they could use to advance their election goals, their ideas. Democrats wouldn't use the the levers of government in order to put a stop to that, would they? Well, of course they would. And this prosecutor, what was his name? Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack. Well, I'll figure it out. Jack, not Jack Smith. Yeah, Jack Smith. Okay. Smith was just too obvious for me. Jack Smith lost the Bob McDonnell corruption case. He took out a Republican presidential candidate and, and sitting governor in Virginia with corruption charges. And several years later, four, five, six years later, McDonnell is vindicated with a 9-0 Supreme Court reversal. That's what Levin's talking about here. The hatchet man prosecutor involved in the IRS scandal against the Tea Party and whose outrageous prosecutorial abuse against a former Republican governor was so egregious, it resulted in a 9-0 Supreme Court reversal. Moreover, his wife is a big-time Obama supporter and Biden donor. And apparently, we're learning now, helped produce the documentary on Michelle Hussein Obama. Okay, I made that up. On Michelle Obama. She produced the documentary, was a producer on that documentary. A lot of people think Michelle Obama's running for president, by the way. How can justice of any kind, Mark Levin asked, be served with this kind of knowingly appalling appointment? It's a sham process run by a rogue prosecutor with a predetermined outcome. And Kevin McCarthy, I think just today. To, oh, you know what? No, I was thinking about um, about the border czar. Kevin McCarthy told the border czar, not uh, Merrick Garland, that uh, he needs to decide whether to resign or be impeached. Man, oh man, I love that kind of talk from my Republican, maybe likely majority leader. He's got to back it up. That's part of the deal he made, I know, with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene to go ahead and back him up in his quest for speaker. Of course, we have the left and, again, the soft-minded Republicans saying, no, 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 the Republicans now, they need to show America that they can govern. They need to show America that they're beyond the partisanship. When the Democrats are in charge, man, every investigation, all of the garbage against Trump, all of the lies about January 6th, every kind of assault and attack dog, Social media, meet the depressed, deface the nation, all of the, you know, Sunday talkers. It's all good if you're a Democrat. But boy, once they lose power, those Republicans, they just need to calm down. They just need to back down. I am convinced and I believe that the Republicans will, in fact, get to the bottom of January 6th. And... 
as usual. I'll be proven right again. It just takes time. I believe they will get to the bottom of why the Hunter Biden laptop was suppressed. In fact, I just realized I never got to that final clip from Jim Jordan yesterday. We ran out of time. Uh, And so as long as I'm talking about it, why don't we go? We had promised to play his final minute or so of that press conference. And I think it's worth you hearing as long as we're on this topic. But what's interesting is a different whistleblower, one who didn't come to our office, a different whistleblower who went to Senator Grassley's office, said that Mr. Tebolt, by the way, the head of the special agent in charge at the Washington field office, Mr. Tebolt is also the guy who suppressed information about the Hunter Biden story in October of 2020. I'd like to talk to Mr. Tebolt. In fact, we've asked to talk to Mr. Tebolt, even though he said publicly, I welcome a chance to uh, answer questions. He's refused to come in and talk to us. That's someone we need to talk to. Why has the Biden administration suddenly changed their position on suspicious activity reports? Used to be Mr. Comer wanted to see him. Any member of Congress, any chairman wanted to see him, any ranking member wanted to see him, any member of Congress, any committee, you got a chance to see him. Suddenly, no, 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 we can't see him. I think, I think Mr. Comer and, and our team at the Oversight Committee would kind of like to see the other 148. They've seen two. They'd like to see the other 148. So um, we're committed to getting to the truth, the facts. We think that's what the American people are entitled to. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna try to help uh, Representative Comer and the team here at Oversight with, uh, with our work on judiciary, but with a specific focus on what the FBI was doing. We know these 51 former intel officials, they got security clearance. How often are they talking to the FBI? Are they talking to the FBI? Who's doing the talking? Who's doing the briefing? Were they briefed? There's, there's so many questions that need answers so we can get to the bottom of this. Just think about Jim Jordan in charge of an investigation versus Jerry Nadler. Or uh, Adam Schiff, or Eric Small Swalwell. What a difference! But the reason it's so hard for Republicans is that there'll be no news coverage. That press conference last week was not covered by anybody but Fox News. CBS was on Coffee, Coffee with Idiots uh, morning show, and and MSLSD was on um, Joe and and Mika. Joe and Mika. So it's hard to get coverage, but you know what does get coverage? Results. And I I hope, I pray that for once, unlike when Paul Ryan was in charge of the House of Representatives, unlike when John Boehner was in charge of the House of Representatives, so often, so many frustrations, so many letdowns. We don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to step out of the way that Washington works. We know how to move things forward. One of the great things about the America First movement and the gains that have been made, what was it, 17 House seats in 2020, another, well, I forget the number we've picked up now, this time around. It's progress. And so many of those candidates are not the old guard Go along to get along. George W. Bush, Karl Rove, Mitch McConnell, Dick Wadhams, Republicans. Thank God. Thank God. Thanks to all those people for any good things that they did. But man, oh man, you have got to wake up to the reality of the world that we live in now. And just 
how far out on the precipice we are with a full collapse of our society. And it's only people with the courage to push back, to speak out, to stay in the fight long enough to see this amazing turnaround of Twitter and uh, this takeover of the House of Representatives and the announcement of Donald Trump to get back into the fight as only he can to push back on this deep state globalist nightmare that's being foisted on us. Exciting. Just very, very exciting. All right. Um, We do have, it's 540. We will take calls on the next segment. I'm sorry. 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. But first, Lori Kelman standing by in the 710 Can U.S. Newsroom. Only thing that kept me in high school, playing the trombone in Chicago. Yeah, Leroy's going, huh? And I, (laughs) true story, actually, I dropped out of high school in 15, but I stayed there a while while I was in their marching band. And the only freshman to ever be invited into their state championship jazz band at my high school in Mount Prospect, Illinois. And it was all the trombone. Then I had a fight with the director who was very egotistical. In fact, he apologized to me as a when I was a young adult at some event after my brother had died. He was very fond of my brother, who was also a wonderful performer. And uh, But anyway, I hear that song. It always strikes those memories. Very interesting. Then we'll jump on the phones that uh, um, apparently Iran had a drone hit an Israeli ship of some kind. And, uh, man, oh, man, I guess they haven't seen the news there. Maybe they're a few days behind in Iran. They don't know that Benjamin Netanyahu has been reelected as prime minister of Israel. I don't think they want to be messing with Israel right now. Ah, these are very, very troubled times. All right, let's go to Greg in Denver and uh, see what's going on with Greg. Greg, good evening. Liberty Esquire, how are you tonight? Indeed, I am well and fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm with you. Call it picked, call it stolen, call it rigged. But the la- the omission of the press and the and the um, the bombardment that they threw at President Trump to get him out because he was too close to the source. He was too close to uh, exposing the ATM that has the, the Senate and the, and the uh, lifetime uh, politicians uh, pulling out of the uh, ATM that is a taxpayer money. Greg, your point is so great. You know, we get caught up and you hear it all the time in sort of day-to-day commentary about the political landscape that, well, you know, I I liked Donald Trump as policies on the border and the economy was good and national security, rebuilt the military. Those were great. In fact, I voted for him twice. Nobody wants to talk about the fact of what he was really trying to do, which was to expose and and drain the swamp. Well, the thing that that, that I... It amazes me that the American people haven't figured out is that the pandemic was at the tail end of all the stuff that they were throwing at President Trump. 
You know, they tried the dossier, they tried the impeachment, they tried everything. And the, and the, the pandemic was kind of their last resort. And then they parlayed that into, um, well, look at, look at how many politicians got filthy rich off of Merck and Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer. Isn't there any way to expose the Nancy Pelosi's and the Chuck Schumer's and the, and the Michael Bennett's, how much money they made off of all these stocks that they invested in, knowing that the government was going to put billions of dollars. I mean, that was, that was a, that's, that's, that was a big steal. That was a big, big caper. Don't think. Well, I'll tell you what, there's lots of reasons to be suspicious. Any of these Congress people that go in there on $186,000 a year salary and within six years, eight years, 12 years, come out with tens, if not like in Nancy Pelosi's case, hundreds of millions of dollars and, and are able to, you know, pre-purchase on stocks before they pass legislation that's going to impact one company or one industry or another. Uh, it, it's just more of the outrageousness. It, it's so dark and dirty and nasty in government anymore. You're right. And I don't want to mention any names, but um, uh, Barry Saturo, he got he got pretty rich. He's got a nice place on Martha's Vineyard on his $60,000 a year uh, salary. Isn't it funny how, uh, well, you know, he made 400000 for eight years as president, so that easily turns into a $150 million bank account, doesn't it? And, and a, well, apparently, apparently. Don't you love how these lefties who fly around on their private jets to these climate seminars and, and want to impose, you know, Joe Biden's going to give a billion dollars of our taxpayer money, I'd, hopefully Congress will stop him, to to redistribute to countries who've been unfairly impacted by climate change, poor, poorer countries. Meanwhile, China, who's doing the most damage right next to India, contributing nothing, nothing to such a fund. It's it's such political nonsense. But they no, build, but, yeah. but, but they build their retirement mansions right on the beach. Yeah. But yeah, it's Full and full view of everybody, like they're wagging, they're just they're just wagging it in our face. Yeah. And you know, I think uh, I, I think that history is going to be very, very unkind to Joe Biden. I, I think uh, I think he is probably the most corrupt. I mean, the, the the tentacles that he's got involved in are so thick and so deep. Once they're exposed, you know what? Unless Jesus comes back, which wouldn't be a bad idea right now. I would I would predict that Joe Biden will be the first former president to die in prison. Wow. Wow, that's that is really intense. Well, you know, it's it's not like it's even really disputable. Who's the big guy? What's the 10 percent that goes up to the big guy? Uh, all of the documentation. That's just a 10 percent that uh, Hunter gave him. Look at all the other stuff. How much did he make off of Pfizer? How much did he make off of Johnson and Johnson? This this has gotten so filthy, so dirty. I'm I'm hoping that he doesn't die in prison. I'm really hoping that Jesus comes back, kind of like uh, that, uh, like uh, in The Shining. He says, "I'm back." <laughs> oh Lord. Well, you know, you've got Trump impeached over a phone call to. Um, you know, over a phone call, and then yeah. um, President Biden, or as Vice President, is is blackmailing a prosecutor. Oh, Hillary Hillary walks, she walks. You know, the Clinton Foundation, which is banked in Canada, 
they're going to walk. How much? How much? It, it's it's the ATM, the, the the American taxpayer ATM that they've all been hitting on. You know. Yeah. Here's a float I think you should be on tomorrow. I think you should be uh, standing on a float, throwing um, throwing uh, doses of hydroxychloroquine out to the crowd. What do you think? <laughs> I think ivermectin, since the FDA has finally had to back or you lie in court about what they did when people started finding out that ivermectin could really help people, um, you know, get through a well, I'm sure surge it, it of COVID. does wonders for horses. I mean, why not? <laughs> Come on. Right. The thing is, you know, the uh, hydroxychloroquine is like 25 cents a dose. Well, big pharma can't make money off of that. Yeah. That's why they had to squelch that. It's just, uh, it's just terrifying to think about, you know, the, our tax dollars, that money that we don't have, just printed more went to buy all these millions and millions and millions of free doses of these dangerous treatments that went around the world, not just to Americans. And and we haven't even begun to see the full extent of the damage that's going to be done. It's just incredible. And they don't work. It's not a vaccine. Matter of fact, it's probably just saline. Well, I, I'll tell you what, when you see some of the autopsy reports and the blood clotting and the things that have killed people with the, uh, with the, uh, heart infections and the the other damage that seems to get done to certain people once they've injected that thing. Um, it doesn't look like any saline solution to me. It looks pretty scary. Well, I really appreciate you being on tonight, and I appreciate your new time slot because you are helping us wake up. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and, and uh, those weekend nights are great. Uh, Matt Dunn with Backbone Radio on Sunday, and, and now I'm doing Saturday evenings. It's... Uh, it's quiet. There's lots of alcohol in the studio. Nobody's around to oh, catch us or bust. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey but hey, your KNUS overall is kicking fanny, and uh, I appreciate you guys. Well, thanks for the call, Greg. Really enjoyed the you conversation. Bet. Peace out. It's five fifty-five. <laughs> I have. Um, uh, I played this clip of Biden a moment ago. Student loan payments pause is going to end. It's going to end December 30. I'm extending to December 31st, 2022, and it's going to end at that time. It's time for the yeah. payments to resume. Hey, he's the president, man. What he says goes. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre. On your question on a student loan, are you talking about what specifically just because you said two weeks has passed, but as you know, uh, we, uh, as you know, there, uh, we have, um, uh, it, we have uh, sent this up to the, the highest uh, court of the land, the highest court of our nation, uh, to make sure that uh, we move forward quickly uh, with making sure that the student loan, uh, student loan relief that the president put forward, his plan, uh, gets to the American, American, uh, American people very quickly. Now, I will tell you this. I can sit here and, and work through three hours of radio and enjoy it and, and forget a name or stumble on a word or whatever after no sleep the night before, federal court today, all kinds of deadlines and emergencies and a short week. So trying to you know get enough things done to let everybody feel comfortable and happy to be off for four days in a row and on and on and on. But if I were going to be out in front of the press on national TV representing the White House, I would be able to remember or I would write down that we call the highest court of the land the Supreme Court, Kareem, the Supreme Court. 
Oh, my lord, she's bad. He brought 20 leaders together to collaboratively manage the immigration challenge, impacting the whole Western Hemisphere. And we're stopping fentanyl before it even makes it to the streets of the United States. So we have a plan. We've been putting that forward. Collaboratively. I would also look up the big words I don't know. All right, we'll get back to your phone calls. Final hour, Tub Show, Randy Corcoran, that's next. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.